0: to her dating and relationship secrets. There are two ways to deal with discouragement. Along this path to success without settling in dating and relationships, we're going to run into discouragement sometimes, like Samantha did in her relationship, where she wasn't sure whether or not she wanted to keep things ended with the guy or try them again. But she was discouraged because of the pastimes they'd tried, and just wasn't sure if she was up for going through that again. Or like my other client, Karen, who was discouraged and starting to feel like maybe all men were just going to let her down. She didn't know if it was worth continuing her dating journey, whether she was better off alone. Discouragement is a natural part of any journey worth taking. Typically, we are starting off at some point, whether it's we're in a relationship that's not all that satisfying or we're alone and we're no longer all that satisfied to be alone. and. We want something, we have a desire. Karen's case, she desired to have a full partner, someone who was all in emotionally, was committed, and there was also fun and adventure and intimacy. In Samantha's case, she wanted to have a partner that would give and receive, you know, full support of one another. There was actually empathy and generosity and both people's needs matter. She wanted to feel close and like a team. But the discouragement part that comes up, discouragement happens when we want that thing, that thing we desire. We we want it to happen on our schedule. We want it to look the way we want it to look. And we begin to lose faith or belief that it can happen. Sometimes we begin to lose faith in ourselves. Maybe I'm not capable of changing. Or sometimes we lose faith in ourselves saying, maybe I'm just not meant to find somebody. Is there something wrong with me? Am I just not good enough? Why do I only attract losers? Sometimes the discouragement comes from enough outward experiences. You know, sometimes I'll I'll check out just what's out there on the, the online dating apps that women are encountering in terms of men. I'll get emails from some of these online dating and dating apps of your choices of today's guys. And yeah, sometimes they're discouraging. It's like, no, I'm not really interested in Rick from Chino when he's, you know, describing himself in all of these negative terms and talking about his ex-wife disparagingly. Sometimes the experiences out there can be disheartening. Are there any good guys? Or getting your hopes up, as Samantha did when she would set a boundary and leave and end things with her on-again, off-again guy. And suddenly for a while, he'd be more considerate. He'd be all the things she would like him to be in the relationship. But it was just him being afraid of losing her doing enough to get her back, and then he would revert to his own avoidant attachment. And she'd get discouraged again. What's the point? Why try again? It's always going to be the same thing. And the truth is, quite often we need to make an adjustment in the way we're doing things. But we're not going to make an adjustment if we give up, if we stop trying. One of the greatest risks to you not succeeding at this is you quitting, is giving up before you reach your destination. So what are the two ways to deal with discouragement? Well, there are two things that I've seen very successfully keep clients moving so that they succeed, so that they win. As one client said to me when she started, I'm going to be one of your success stories. And she is. And those two things that used to to navigate discouragement that she certainly used and that we used with Samantha and Karen. The first one is get in touch with what is so painful about where you are at now. Remind yourself. It's the emotional equivalent of twist the knife a little bit on why this has to change. Why I'm not willing to just continue living alone if that's what I said I'm done with or why I'm not willing to continue in this on again off again partnership with this person or whatever your situation is why is it no longer something that you can endure or will tolerate really connect with the pain of that emotionally the dissatisfaction to such an intense level We're willing to endure any discomfort when we're done, we're fed up, this has to change, I'm all in, I don't care what it takes. It's when we're mostly there that we're not really fully committed. And this is a pretty unpleasant way to have to stay motivated because it means you're going to have to constantly be in pain and suffering. In fact, what Samantha was experiencing was that it was only when he was in enough pain in the fear of having lost her, that he would be motivated and try. It was only when she was in enough pain of him no longer trying to be good in the relationship that she'd be in enough pain to be willing to change something. That's when she got motivated. So for some of us, we just are pain movers. We move when there's pain. But it's not a great way to live. And it's not sustainable. This is where I see the clients that come in and are it's kind of like the equivalent of yo-yo dieting or something. It's so painful, I can't be alone anymore. I just, I want someone, something. Now I'll try to date and God, this sucks. Oh, this is more painful than that pain now. So I'm just going to go back to being alone and like a ping pong ball, you go back and forth between whatever's more painful. So using just one method of dealing with your discouragement by amping up the pain, connecting to how painful it feels to stay stuck where you are, that's enough to get you into motion. It's not enough to keep you into motion. It's not enough to continue dealing with potential discouragement. Which brings us to the second one. For Samantha, it was really feeling certainty around this thing she desired being real, staying so closely connected to what you want. You know, there, there's a difference between just saying it and feeling it. When I had a master coach coaching me and training me, Coach Dave Buck of Coachville, one of the things that he did early on was many, many years ago, before I got into this, as we were talking about the difference between clipping out a picture of something like a car to put on my vision board and him saying go down to the dealership and test drive it you know how much more connected i was to a feeling of desire having experienced it and tasted it the teenage nerd Barry, who had posters of girls on his wall going to an all-boys school had never had a girlfriend had no outlets other than just desire for a girl in a poster. Do you know how much more clear it was to me that I really wanted a relationship and a girlfriend once I had actually experienced dating, being with a woman? There's a difference. Connecting more powerfully in a more concrete felt way daily to your desire For the positive vision, the feeling of it, that is going to pull you forward through discouragement so much better than just waiting for enough pain to land on you and force you to get back in the game. For Samantha, it was being very clear on how good it could feel, which meant beginning to take better care of herself in her nine environments, but also positive experiences with men, not just romantically doing healing work around experiences from her past, reframing those through some of the inner resistance stuff that we do so that she didn't have to still hang on to associating pain with her dad, with her brothers. Beginning to experience consistently kind, committed men who kept their word and showed up for her professionally and personally in life. Beginning to do some healing around that and experiential feeling of like, yes, this is what it does feel like. This is what my heart desires in a relationship. That meant that she was less likely to feel discouraged whenever there was actual progress or an attempt. It also meant that she was able to begin believing that it was possible to have that. And even the way she began to deal with her ex changed. It wasn't all about attempting to get him to become who she wished he was. It was accepting that if he weren't that person, that that was going to be okay, because there were other people out there like that, and she could let go and keep it ended. And magically, really not magically, but because she was able to come from that place of, of the desire of knowing how real it felt, because she didn't have to try to make him into someone he isn't, That was why she was able to let go and stop trying and pushing and trying. Instead of being discouraged, she actually was willing to to try fully with him and be okay if it didn't work. And because he could feel that, that she was open to moving on or it working, because it wasn't a pressure on him not being such a failure at this, it actually made him want to do better for himself, to be a better person, to, to see a vision for himself that was possible. It ended up healing the relationship. I've had other clients where it allowed them to both let go of the relationship without him feeling like a failure had to get her back to prove that he wasn't a failure, and without her feeling like, should I have given him another chance? But just moving on in a way that felt really good because the desire had become a concrete reality. For Karen, this this discouragement she would get when she would throw herself into the dating race and then have horrible experiences because of how underfed she was for connection and how badly she wanted it, go back to, to having your cup filled, the, the secret episode that Anna and I did. When we're starved, then we binge, and then we get bad results. We get a stomach ache or a heartache in this case. But instead of her approaching it that way, she was more connected to what she truly desired reminding herself that it was worth staying the course. So she didn't have to say, well, I went on two bad dates. Forget it. I'm off of all dating again. She didn't go to the other extreme. Instead, she stayed consistent. I'm working on me being less attached and needing it to work out on every single date. I'm a person who dates. That's just the truth. I'm going to keep doing it and the men will get better and better. Because she was encouraged, not discouraged. She knew what the, the finish line looked like and she knew she'd cross it. You can't cross the finish line without finishing the race. One foot in front of the other. So instead of dealing with discouragement, by like quitting, reconnect to why it's so important for you to not stay stuck where you are. What's so painful about the way it's been that you're done with? Make the decision to leave that behind. And then connect in as powerful a way as you can feel with the truth of what you are creating, what you desire in a relationship. The more you feel it and believe it, the more committed you'll stay to taking the actions that you may have been bailing out on or may have been vacillating and going back and forth on. While Karen is still in her dating process, she no longer goes back and forth between starving herself in loneliness and then diving headlong into desperation dating. She's now enjoying her dating journey and moving forward through it in a way that's much healthier for her. And Samantha is happy having a partner who actually works equally on himself and the relationship. That's what's possible when you work from both ends of that pain of where you are and the desire for where you're heading so that you can have success without settling. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.